Words from Chinese ancient poems. Captivating notes in Chinese traditional music. A Chinese musician named Liu Wencheng was visiting the West. A symphony of culture and history that will touch your heart and stir your soul. It involves floating cups down a street. Will Hangzhou, the heart of China's poetic heritage, now a city of sportsmanship and unity, leave you inspired and enchanted. Person playing the sea, Asian games, participating in swimming, rowing. Join the Hangzhou Rendezvous with CGTN Radio on Mid-Autumn Day to appreciate the serene beauty described in legends, the natural wonder and perfect harmony of tradition and modernity. Hangzhou Rendezvous, a journey of a lifetime. See you there. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable, coming to you from Beijing. I'm Lai Ming. Coming up on today's show, what makes Confucius a good figure to represent China in a dialogue between different civilizations? What good comes from having common ground in values shared by mankind? A new type of influencers is trending over social media platforms, posing as study gurus. These independent content providers galvanize internet users and have them believe the merit of hard work. You can share your views about Roundtable and the issues we discuss. Send us an email at ezfmroundtable at foxmail.com. Now on Roundtable, scholars from around the world gather at the Nishan Forum. For today's discussion, I'm joined by Niu Hongling and Yu Shun. Uh, first thing on the table, uh, what is the Nishan Forum? Why is it important and why are we talking about it? Hmm. Nishan is actually a place. And um, it's located in the southeastern part of Chufu city of Shandong province, which is uh, in northern China. And also Chufu is the birthplace of Confucius. And that's why the forum is taking place in Chufu. And the first Nishan forum was held in September 2010 and is now welcoming its ninth edition this year. The theme of this year's forum is values shared by mankind and community with a shared future for mankind, strengthening exchanges and mutual learning between civilizations to jointly address global challenges. And during this, these forums, experts and scholars from around the world will be joining it and discuss about Confucius culture. Hmm. Mm. Only Confucius culture? Well, actually, a little more than that. Mm -hmm. uh, on top of this ancient philosophy, we're going to share and discuss and see whether or not it still has great value to today's world. We are also trying to take a look at the Chinese part of or the Chinese culture in different aspects, including, for example, some art-related activities will be held. We would uh, be uh, welcoming an international youth cultural exchange performance and Chinese cultural creativity or creative products for Chinese and foreign youth students will be having an academic salon talking about the science, fiction, literature, and the community of mankind or human destiny. And we'll also be welcoming some 
art forums, including themes such as using art as a bridge to strengthen civilization, exchanges, using art to connect hearts and build a community for mankind, and also technological progress and artistic innovation. And there's also going to be a Nishan World Heritage Museum forum talking、mm. about museums and cultural relics and how to protect them, how to further、uh, study them. So yes, this is actually, in my opinion, a very comprehensive kind of forum that people relate、uh, with regard to culture, with regard to philosophy, civilizations would find their place in this forum. Right, it's rather high end. So scholars who study perhaps sociology, philosophy, history, and a lot of the theoretical studies. Uh, will come together to discuss, perhaps. And the theme of this year's forum refers to values shared by mankind. And what are some typical values shared by mankind? I, I can first thing on my mind would be justice. I mean, any people will justice, want justice, fair, compassion, love for others, for your close friends, for your neighbors, for. Uh, Joe Blocks standing on the street and walking on the street. I think these are all、um, values that could be shared by all mankind. And actually, these are values that's been promoted and supported by Confucius himself.、Mm, and also, Confucius' philosophy, known as Confucianism, right, emphasizes emphasizes the importance of like moral values, ethical behavior, and the cultivation of virtues. And some of the most well-known philosophies are. Uh, the ones we called Renli Xiaoyi, right? That's translated into like benevolence,、uh, courtesy, uh, filial piety, and、um, righteousness.、Mm. That that kind of thing. And、um, these things are always, you know, the basic and foundation of philosophy that Chinese people. Will believe and、um, implied in our daily lives. That actually, I, I like your、um, let's say comments. But I was wondering because, again, like Lai Ming used to say on the show, Yu Shun, you're young. <laughs> to you, is philosophy from Confucius a bit too outdated? Well, he was born more than two thousand years ago. <laughs>、uh-huh. I mean, of course, they these philosophies, you know, was introduced like thousands years ago, but.、Um, The we have modern version of it. <laughs> we are still using this kind of philosophy, and also we,、um, as like I still remember that when we are in like primary school, we actually study the philosophies of Confucius. So、um, it's not only about the time; it's also about the idea of these philosophies. We can, you know, there are some modern changes, of course, but we can use these philosophies, and we can. Of course, have some modern、uh, alteration on these philosophies.、Mm, well, still, I, I, I seems to be running against、uh, some of the ideas、uh, upheld by Confucius, Confucius, because I don't plan to be fair with you. You shouldn't、um, really.、Uh, you mentioned about、uh, receiving education about Confucius' ideas when you were in school, but you know, school and education inst- is an institution. It's a socially organized institution upon young people, and and. Just because you've been exposed to Confucius ideas doesn't mean it is relevant in your life, right? So there's, there's got to be a reason why, well, the designers of the curriculum think is relevant to young people of in our age. And I just want to know when you were exposed to、um, Confucius ideas as you were studying them,、uh, what is the t- that you were thinking? What what ins- what were Confucius ideas inspiring upon yourself? Well,、um, I have to admit that the initial 
um, you know, impression of we seeing these sayings are like, um, does that really, you know, suitable for Gen Z? You know, <laughs> um, so we were thinking about, for example, um, you have to um, be so respect to all of your, I, like, let's say. Your parents or teachers, um, and sometimes you you can understand as a, a little bit of extreme because you have to, for example, on on the table you have to let your parents eat first, something like that. But actually, of course, we know that it's more like an idea. You know, you have to respect um, all of your parents and teachers, but it's not necessarily to be exactly like that. So. That's why I'm saying that. Of course, we understand that kind of idea, but we can also have some kind of alteration on these ideas. So the focus on propriety,、uh, as Confucius highlighted、uh, more than two thousand years ago, there was a purpose why he did that. I mean, the、uh, again, more than two thousand years ago, the tools of management and governance weren't that、uh, ample, and、uh, they sort of relied on、uh, bloodline and blood connections to. Uh, to manage the whole state, I mean, the common practice was to name relatives of the emperor or the monarch to different parts of the country or the state, so they can mind their mind their own business. There's a level of devolution, and but、uh, the, there's also the issue of royalty,、uh, of loyalty. I mean, how how are、uh, descendants of your relatives continue to be loyal to the central government? That was the issue, and、uh, Confucius. Given his own day and age, he thought of this idea of using propriety, propriety、mm-hmm. to to sort of focus and highlight the blood connection and the respect that they deserve within a family because they were all from the same family. So that was the purpose of highlighting propriety in Confucius' time and age.、Um, times certainly have changed, and、uh, you shouldn't.、Um, Uh, you said something about not well being、uh, being able to understand it, though not really、uh, appreciating it.、Uh, what part of Confucius' teaching do you think you can appreciate in this day and age? Well,、um, I think one thing and、uh, one sense I really agree upon is、um, uh, the one goes like "求同存异，和而不同 That is one I really like and. Of course,、uh, what does we, it mean? That means that seeking common ground while reserving differences and seeking harmony without、uh, uniformity. And I think we have a you know modern way of saying it too, is that agree to disagree. I think right. So especially in the modern world,、um, when the environment of the society is becoming more and more、um, international, and、um, there must be many differences caused by. Many aspects, for example,、um, because of cultural differences and、um, different customs, and these things bring diversity, of course. But as well, we well these things will also bring disagreement to the society. So I think this idea of seeking common ground while reserving difference is highly. Applicable to modern society. I feel like Yu Shun's perspective actually represents a a large number of young people these days. They have、yeah. this understanding about Confucius, not necessarily to a very great depth, because actually Confucius, let's say his philosophy and his ideas was not that rigid when it comes、mm. to respect your parents. He only said parents should act like parents, kids should act like kids. So you can still、uh, go by that principle in today's world. 
you do not have to let your parents always let your parents eat first. It's maybe not a very important role to be a parent in this today's world. So. In my opinion, Confucius ideas are quite, let's say, general in terms that people can use the principle and use what's what's right for today's world to actually, let's say, guide your actions. And also, you have these different ideas, different understandings about Confucius, and some of them are definitely right, but there are some misunderstandings as well. When、mm-hmm. I was doing some research online, I find a lot of young kids nowadays started to realize that there they have these misconceptions. For example,、uh, one important saying, actually, that is just part of the saying of Confucius, is 以德报怨 So be、mm-hmm. um, gentle, and be gentle. Yes, to those who hurt you. But、mm. actually, that was not the entire sentence. The entire sentence was that if you are being so good to those who hurt you, how can you treat those who are kind to you? So you should be righteous to those who hurt you and be kind to those who are kind to you. So that is the full sentence. And now it is more and more young people started to actually study Confucius, actually understand that these were the misconceptions, these were the misunderstanding of him, and actually he can be a really good guiding principle or、um, how do I put it, a guiding mentor for today's. Young people as well. Well, he wasn't a lofty figure preaching on the top of a mountain or on the moral high ground and trying to convince people to be good. I mean, that's not the purpose of it. I mean, if anybody who's done research into Confucius as well as other thinkers、uh, outside of this country, you would know that、uh, there's quite a lot of commonality between Confucius and Socrates.、Mm. Uh, the first、mm. among them would be their reluctance to leave anything written. I mean, certainly Confucius did、uh, did a lot of research into the, the history of ancient China. He uh, compiled uh, the uh, Spring and Autumn, the history book, but he didn't personally leave anything behind、uh, written about his own thinking. It,、mm. The Analect, the famous Analect, was compiled by his、uh, his followers.、Mm. So the same as Socrates, he who would insist on talking to、uh, the young people in in the city state and、uh, really not leaving anything written behind. So.、Uh, That's something、uh, we have in common. But the other thing is,、um, they were all very、um, flexible about the, their own thinking. They were all. Uh, in my opinion, rather humanistic and and rather personal about their own opinions. And Yuhongli's example about being、uh, just and straightforward and honest with those who offend you、uh, would be one of the、uh, te- case in point cases in point.、Um, My the 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 other question I have is:、uh, Is Confucius a good brand to represent China on the world stage? Because really,、uh, China used to have a lot of famous thinkers in different schools of thinking:、uh, Marshall,、uh, a legalist, and then、uh, in the Laoist school of thinking, Taoist school of thinking. So, why are we? Uh, well, uh, highlighting Confucius on this occasion、uh, at the Nissan Forum. Well.、Um I think while these、uh, Confucian values are, of course, deeply rooted in Chinese culture, and、um, their universal themes of ethics, like and compassions and social harmony, have,、um, I think, found resonance in many cultures、uh, worldwide. Right? They continue to be studied and respected for their、um, enduring relevance and、um, contribution to the betterment of humanity, and as well. Uh, just like what Limey was saying, that there are some contemporary to um, Confucius um, worldwide, and、um, so I think the answer is yes.、Um, they,、um, it's just an 
um, you know, idea. And um, this kind of idea is absolutely representing a lot of things um, based on, you know, no matter it's culture or it's um, about the environment and a lot of things. Yeah, I think you definitely have a point. And also another thing I'd like to state here is that a lot of people, in a lot of people's idea, including myself, before the show, Confucius was this um, old, very mm. kind, sweet wise. man, wise man who's always very calm and always teaching you what to do. And what he said, well, at least 99% of what he said would be right, but, you know, a little bit boring and dull. But actually, it was not the case. He was a very interesting man. He was very very tall and very, he was, he was very strong and he's very competitive. He once said that as a gentleman, I, you know, can be eh, just the, a little bit above the average for other aspect, but I would definitely compete for um, archery, archery, I don't know archery. why, archery, excuse me, thank you, uh, for archery competitions, I have to win archery competitions, mm -hmm. that's about apparently his passion, <laughs> and also um, he said that he would love to do a lot of division, well, excuse me, divination at his time, okay. so he would do a little bit fortune telling, oh. according to Zhou Yi, the previous um, very famous Chinese classic, mm -hmm. and according to him, he got some 70% of the results right. So he's actually a fun man. And I think mm -hmm. a fun person can be a pretty good brand for Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. uh, what part of Confucius' ideas are still relevant today? Uh, I think we already touched upon something. Mm. But uh, just for the sake of well, having uh, foreign experts, foreign scholars coming together to discuss the perhaps the future of mankind and uh, to find commonality uh, commonality uh, in in the discussion and also in social studies. Um, what part of the teachings do you want your children to learn? Um, well, usually, I know it's probably too early to talk, to talk about children, but uh, let's uh, talk for for talk's sake and pretend you have a children and <laughs> you have some, you have a kid and you. What do you want him or her to to know and to learn from Confucius? Mm, uh of course, aside from the one that I shared uh, previously, another one is called <laughs> Okay, that sounds a little it's, bit... It's a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a tongue twister. But uh, that basically means that if you know that, you you should say that you know that. But if, if you don't know that, you should not pretend that you know that. So I, I've always been, um, you know, like thinking and using this kind of mantra in my whole life because... We, it, I think nowadays, even on social media, a lot of thing, a lot of people are saying that, you know, the key of getting new friends, of communicating, is being honest. So, um, I think it is also applied in the philosophy of Confucius. And and when you understand these kind of things, when you know these things, of course, you should show that to people. And if you don't understand that, you should just tell people. It applies to a lot of things. For example, if you um, in, in a class, you don't understand. You should just ask directly, and you should not pretend to understand. Um, and that's one thing I think I I was thinking about being honest. And um, yes, and when you're being honest, people will just feel it and be willing to, like, no matter if being friends with you or just just talk with you. I'll totally teach that to my kid as well. But mm. I think sometimes it's not about what I choose to give my kid because 
you live in we live in China. We're exposed to Chinese culture, and few sometimes Confucius thinkings have already blended into your surroundings, your everyday life. We have a lot of Chinese idioms we use、right. every day, and many of them are created by Confucius himself. We say things like, "Ah, if you learn one example, you should be able to reflect that on other things you do. You should be able to learn、uh, to." Generalize in a good way. That's 举一反三 as a Chinese idiom, and Chinese idiom would say 见贤思齐 to、uh, learn from various people, see the worthy, think to become like them. And if you see someone who's doing not very well, you should reflect on yourself, see whether or not you can improve on that respect as well.、Mm. And these are all examples of Chinese sayings, Chinese idioms, Chinese education in the Chinese education system that is. Um, what Confucius is in, he's everywhere, and I actually kind of like that.、Mm -hmm. And the other thing I think、uh, is relevant、uh, in Confucius thinking today is uh, his uh, insistence or his idea about、uh, about teaching,、uh, mm. like、uh, Plato. In fact, like yeah, like Plato, who's、uh, the apprentice of uh, Socrates. Um, Confucius started his own、uh, school of te teaching、um, before Confucius,、uh, obviously. People of his contemporary were studying private schools, but before that, private school was、um, uh, even in existence. A lot of the teaching and education opportunities were、uh, restricted or limited among the children of the arist aristocrats or the royal family, and it was、um, Confucius' generation. In fact, he pioneered、uh, the practice of、uh, private schools.、Um, By private, I mean any people of any、uh, family or any stratum、uh, would have、uh, the opportunity to receive education, and uh, uh, I think this is、uh, really important. And the other thing is, he really、uh, stressed the importance of teaching according to the person you are with.、Mm -hmm. So、mm -hmm. the the example about 以怨报以德报怨 about treating. Treating、uh, those who have hurt you with uh, kindness, uh, in, in fact, was a question raised by one of his disciples. And、uh, using that occasion, Confucius、uh, explained his opinion on how one should、uh, behave oneself with regard to、um, merits and benefactors and and those who hurt you. So.、Um, Again, this is something we have in common, and、uh, this is、uh, I, something that I think are still relevant in our days.、Mm. Um, and there are many other influential thinkers in the world, and we named a few: Aristotle,、uh, Socrates, and, and Plato.、Uh, um, are there any other、uh, foreign thinkers that you can think of? And、uh, do you think if they were to have a conversation with uh, Confucius, uh, it'll be fun? Just to comment on your example, actually, there is a Aristotle Confucius Symposium、What? on Ethics for the 21st Century. It was held、uh, from July 3rd to July 8th at Academy of Athens. Brought together distinguished scholars from China, Greece, and various parts of the world. I watched a little bit of it. There was actually a six-hour、uh, video on YouTube. If you、wow. are interested, you can go check it out. It was fun seeing people from different parts of the world、uh, sharing their understandings about these ancient. Ancient philosophers and、uh, comparing notes about all these things, and we realize how 
how similar we are, or how similar we have always been, even for the time that we didn't have the chance to hold symposium like this, to hold Nishan Forum, this kind of activities, to or or having the、uh, opportunity to have cultural exchanges along the Belt and Road, and just we didn't have those opportunities. But back then, they still have really similar ideas, and nowadays we'd be able to communicate and share these shared values, and that's. Quite interesting.、Mm-hmm. Mm. Now I'll pose the question and, and challenge to Yushun.、Uh, can you think of a foreign thinker that、uh, influenced Western way of thinking uh, uh, in a profound way, and、uh, something that uh, you find uh, that you resonate with? In fact,、uh, the first one come to my mind is,、um, of course, what we mentioned, Socrates and Plato, and、um, of course,、um, these both、uh, both Confucianism and Greek、uh, philosophy share. I think、um, an interest in ethics and virtue and the rule by cultivating wise and virtuous leaders, and also、uh, education we mentioned before was understood by both to mean the lifelong pursuit of the knowledge and practice of virtue.、Mm-hmm. And there are also plenty of thinkers in,、um, in fact, in Renaissance age where a lot of thinkers would have to. Derive and in fact overthrow everything they already know and to try to derive the existence again by、um, by logical and reasoning and、uh, I think therefore I am that's something that、uh, I think quite important that we, we can learn from and Chinese people are not known for being very logical、uh, particularly in relation to the ancient classic that we can think of and also actually、um, speaking of education I. I was honored and、um, had a chance to visit the tomb of、uh, Confucius in Shandong Province, in Chufu City, of course. And、uh, the journey to the tomb was lined with dense woods, and、um, some of which were said to be descendants of those planted by Confucius himself.、Um, and I, I was seeing these branches and moss-covered trunks. Um, and walking through these paths like a, a, a small lanes, and I was n- not actually necessarily thinking about the philosophy of Confucius, but I was feeling so calm and peaceful. So, and yes, we were talking about education, seeing so many information about Confucius and his, his disciples, which I think is not only making the re-、um, you know the recording the historical significance, but also you know making this place very educational. And, sure. Yeah. It's it's. More likely, putting the theory into practice. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up in the second half of the show, a new type of influencers come to our attention. Study influencers, as their title may just suggest, influence people with their enthusiasm for studies. Would you spend time watching their content and be galvanized? <laughs> 